Warning, the following podcast has been classified as insanely lucrative. Listener discretion is advised. It's something that if it gets out and you have, you know, thousands of people using, it just becomes ineffective. It doesn't work. Your attention, please. please. Listening to the AMPM podcast may cause recurring revenue streams and unfair, unfair advantages over your competitors. Other side effects may include better wallets, fired bosses, and longer vacations. Listen at your own risk. Here's your host, seven-figure entrepreneur and online marketing madman, Manny Coates. Manny Coates. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the AMPM podcast. My name is Manny Coates, and I will be your host. And this is the show where we discuss all things private label and how to generate recurring revenue streams 24 hours per day during the AM and the PM, hence the name of the show, AMPM podcast. As a matter of fact, I was comparing my annual numbers for 2016 against those of my friend, Kevin King. And while we were comparing our stats, I was making money. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. Speaking of which, Kevin King is my guest on the show today. He's listening right now. Kevin, how are you doing, buddy? I'm doing good, Mr. Manny Coates. I was making money too while we were talking. That's pretty cool shit. <laughs> hey, watch your language. All right, all right. I know there's some children listening probably in the car, so I'll, I'll try to be a good boy this time. So how have you been, man? What's new? Oh, I've been working like crazy. Not enough hours in the day. I know. You're, you're out there doing uh, not only Amazon stuff and trying to expand into different uh, the, the different countries, but you're on Jet and you're on Walmart and you're doing all, you're, you're everywhere. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, selling on Walmart.com, selling on eBay. I've got my own, I've got two different e-commerce sites, one for the products that I also sell on Amazon mm-hmm. and another one that's a completely different business uh, that's a seasonal business. And then uh, just uh, set up on Jet, uh, selling uh, up in Amazon Canada. Uh, doing Canada right now with Amazon and getting ready to expand over across the pond over to Europe. Awesome. So let's talk about 2016, right? We're now, this, today is January 13th. Uh, it's Friday. We're hoping to put this podcast out today because we have uh, something special we want to announce. Um, actually, should I announce that first before we get into um, into our numbers? Yeah, you might tell them a little bit about something. All right, cool. So, yeah, so a lot of people have been asking for a podcast with Kevin and myself uh, for a while, right? And we've been holding off because we've been working on some stuff behind the scenes. We have a, I guess, uh, an elite mastermind or uh, what would you call it, Kevin? I'm trying to think of the exact wording for this. This is a group of Illuminati's. A group of Illuminatis, yeah. So we're going to be having a, a conference. It's going to be a very exclusive conference. We're going to be talking about that in the near future. But the training, uh, it's going to be monthly training. It's called Illuminati Mastermind. And we actually have that site up right now. If you go to uh, IlluminatiMastermind.com or if you can't figure out how to spell Illuminati like a, a lot of people, just go to ampmpodcast.com forward slash mastermind and you'll see what we're up to. That's, uh, that's an early bird notification uh, page. But uh, yeah, we're going to be talking about uh, a little bit about that what we're going to be doing there and um, that goes live on what's the date what did we pick it was january 20 i gotta pull up my calendar january 24th i believe tuesday tuesday january 24th is when that is going to go live so we're uh, we're just over just over a week away so anyways it's going to be a high-end uh high value training uh, course essentially at a month to month man i'm excited we've been uh getting this thing ready forever and I, I can't wait to, to launch this thing, man. 
Yeah, it's going to be cool, man. I think uh, I think it's going to be pretty awesome for the guys out there and gals. Yeah, and the things that we're going to be discussing on there are just, uh, they're mind-blowing. There are things that really make huge differences in our businesses. A lot of it is... Uh, is content, strategies, tactics, things that we don't talk about on the podcast. Um, either it's too high level, it's something that if it gets out and you have you know thousands of people using, it just becomes ineffective. It doesn't work. So um, it's going to be for very a very limited small group of people. So, anyways, let's get into the content. We can talk about that a little bit later. One of the beauties you want on that too, uh, Manny, is a lot of people. You know, when they're out there and they're teaching stuff or they're explaining stuff, it's more generalities, and we're going to be going into much more specifics and actionable steps and stuff. So I think that there's going to be a lot of uh, people that are going to find some good value in that. Yeah, well, I know one of the things that's uh, saving me, man, over a thousand dollars a month. Uh, just one tactic that I've never discussed before, and another one. I don't think I've even talked to you about it. Um, we're going to go over this though, but uh, it's going to probably save me about a hundred grand over the course of of uh, 2017. Actually, we have talked about it, but I didn't tell you that we were going to be discussing it on the uh, in Illuminati Mastermind. Uh-huh. But, but we'll talk about it. Yeah, it's a big one. So um, anyways, numbers. I did 1.6 million, Kevin. 1.6 on Amazon. What do you think of that? I think that's pretty good, but I think my loan from Amazon lending was a little higher than yours. <laughs> it was, I know. So <laughs> those of you that uh, haven't seen the post, he uh, what'd you get? A quarter million dollar loan from Amazon? Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to get up. To, we're, we're having a race to see who can get to, what's their max? I think it's 750. We're just having a race to see who can get, get first to $750,000 from Amazon lending. But yeah, my last one was uh, $243,000. That's crazy. You, but you know what? I got to say, your first loan through Amazon was three grand, right? Mine was- No, no, no it was a thousand. A thousand? Mine a thousand. was a hundred, a hundred, over a hundred grand. Yeah, 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 yeah. Eat them apples. Yeah, but I did one and a half. I did about 1.5 million last year. Uh, so you did a little bit more than me. Um, but keep in mind, about 70% of my sales are Amazon FBA. I have about 30% come from off Amazon uh, or other programs on Amazon. I'm not doing the merch like you do, but I have Amazon Advantage, which is a kind of a wholesale kind of thing. And then I have all my own websites. And then I do stuff with, uh, you know, Zulily and Touch of Modern and some of those deal sites that, you know, adds quite a bit, you know, to the to the bottom line as well. Yeah. yeah. So your numbers in the end are, are actually larger than mine. So that's that's cool. That's where I want to do or where I want to go in 2017 um, is to start expanding a little bit. Um, we did a podcast, uh, Guillermo and myself, um, where the question was asked uh, whether people should start expanding into other uh, markets, other platforms, other channels, um, other than Amazon when they start out. And, and my, my response to that was no. When you're first starting out, just focus on Amazon. Get things going. Get yourself up to a certain level before you start going crazy and spreading yourself thin because I think people underestimate how much time it takes to do everything just on Amazon, let alone when you're splitting, splitting uh, your attention across five other different uh, channels. But once you get to a level uh, where you're doing you know, like you're doing, where you're doing seven figures, um, absolutely, I think it's smart to to start, uh, you know, spreading out a little bit, diversifying. Yeah, I would, I would totally agree with that. Just not, a lot of people think they get on Amazon immediately, they want to go get a Shopify site or do something else, and I wouldn't worry about that right away. I mean, it's good to do and leverage and, and have, have those other alternates and extra income streams and backup plans in case something goes wrong on Amazon, but yeah, I would definitely focus all on Amazon uh, initially, for sure. Cool, cool. And you, um, a lot of people don't know that you have a, a massive photography background and uh, you've been busy the last couple of days. I know I've been trying to reach you to talk about some things and you're like, I'm on a shoot. I got models all over the place. Yeah. Tell us, tell us what's been going on. 
Yeah, we've been doing a lot of uh, photography, lifestyle photography. I mean, I, I use, uh, um, you know, upgraded images out in uh, California to do all my product photography. And, you know, I'll spend 500 to to $1,000 or so doing doing that usually for several different items because I do quite a bit of uh, different angles and different things. But then I also do spend a lot on lifestyle photography. Uh, and we just, uh, since last Thursday, so what's today? Today's Friday. So, yeah, spent like four and a half, five days of shooting, literally from like, eight o'clock in the morning till about 10 o'clock at night with, uh, I think we had nine different human models, uh, kids, old, older people, pretty girls. Uh, I think we did 23 different dogs, um, with, with 23 different owners and a whole bunch of stuff. So yeah, about 15 different SKUs, um, spent about nine grand or so, um, shooting that. So I, I tend to, when I do my lifestyle stuff, I group it all together cause I can get a cost savings that way. So I don't just go and shoot it's too expensive if you just go and do it one at a time. So I, I group it, and uh, one of my partners and one of my ex uh, or one of my other businesses that I have is one of the top fashion photographers in the world. Um, and so he's very, very good at putting together shoots and uh, very, very good. I think we shot about 4,500 frames, and I'll probably end up using 30 or 40 uh, out of that. <clears throat> but I have. It's not just the images. I have all my video content to run Facebook ads. Uh, I have you know all the uh, all my lifestyle stuff, all my stuff for enhanced content to really make that uh, really good on Amazon. So it's a, it's an investment. It's a lot of time, a lot of money, but in the end, it, it really pays off and helps helps sales and helps justify uh, the extra expense of doing it. Because like I've told you before, you know I have a product that's. Uh, really, it's in the dog category, and it's everybody else is selling theirs for thirty bucks, and you get thirty units inside inside the package for thirty bucks. I sell three units, and I charge fifty dollars uh, for a similar units, and I'm one of the top sellers. And my competition has actually called me and reached out to me, like, "How the hell are you doing this? Um, this just doesn't make any sense." And it's all about marketing. It's all about the packaging. You know, I, I put these in really nice packaging. It's not what everybody else does. And I spend a lot on the photography because people don't know me from Adam. Let me ask you real quick, though. The the uh, the packaging, I, I don't know if I've seen this particular product, but um, would you say your competition mainly uses poly bags for their products? Yeah, the, the competition almost exclusively uses poly bags or just plain wrapping. Is that what you use or what do you use? No, I'm in like a cigar box, custom-made cigar box. Yeah, and this goes back to what we've talked about over and over and over, which is, guys, perceived value. You know, you can get so much more if you just spend a little bit more on a box than going with polybag. I mean, Kevin, how much does it, how much more does it cost you to do to go to the high-end stuff? It costs me about a dollar for this box versus if I went to polybag, you know, it might be 10 cents, 15 cents maybe. Uh, so it's an extra dollar, but as a result, I can charge a heck of a lot more and the perceived value is higher. You know, this product, you know, you would think, well, how are you going to compete out there? But I do. Uh, you know, I'm not the number one seller. I'm not making millions off of it, but I'm, it's it sells a healthy 20 to 30 units a day at a very high profit margin, and it 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 works. And so, you know, it it just it just works. And I've seen your images. Your images are awesome. Everybody knows I talk about your images have to be amazing. They have to be perfect. You were one of the first guys that really emphasized this on our podcast way back when we had you on the show. And um, I can't say it enough. I can't emphasize it enough. Images have to be everything. And I pay, I don't know, I mean, if you break yours down per per image, um, I'm not sure where you're at, but I'm about 500 bucks now uh, per 
per product, per SKU that I do. That's a lot higher than I used to be at. Um, and I've even had podcasts where I tell people, you know, you should be able to get, you can get stuff for like, you know, 50 bucks or hundred bucks. But um, man, I've noticed a big difference when, when I go to a really high-end guy that has lifestyle photos where you have, if you've got a toy and you got a kid playing with it, you know, it, it's huge, right? Versus just showing the toy, for for example. And it makes a difference in, in, in just, I mean, you can, some people take, I see pictures like in the dog category where people just go in their backyard, give their dog a treat or something and take a picture of it. It's horrible. Yeah. And people have no confidence in that. When they don't know who you are, they're, they're buying on faith. And the quality images shows that you care about your product and that's, that, that, that they trust you. And so it, 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 it works. I mean, I have a guy that's bought these, this item, you know, he's reordered like 29 times. Hmm. You know, it, it's and I, the 4.7 star rating. You know, sometimes you'll see in the comments, yeah, I wish the price was lower. Yeah, it's a little bit high, but they keep ordering. Um, and so I, I'll, I'll keep selling it. Yeah. Well, that's but, awesome. Uh, it's another point, too, though, on the images that a lot of people, they figure, you know, <clears throat> they're just getting started. And, and you may just you may not have another choice. But when you're just starting out, you know, you throw up some product, some basic images. Like, let me see if this is going to sell, you know, and then later on I'll come back and I'll, I'll up update my images and make them a lot better. I don't subscribe to that theory. I've got four products right now that the product photography is all done and the, it's loaded on Amazon and you can actually buy the product, but I'm doing zero PPC, zero anything to it. I don't want, the only people finding it are my current customers that already know the brand. But I won't, I won't start really pushing it until my top, all my good images that we just shot are, are loaded up, which will be another couple weeks. Um, because once once you start really ramping it and you start getting all those sessions coming in, you want to have the best conversion rate possible for the best future of the product. You don't want to start off with, yeah, you know, I got some okay images and my conversion rate's okay, because Amazon keeps that in memory, and you're going to have a much better sales velocity and acceleration if you start off with your best foot forward uh, out of the gate uh, and have a lo much long, much more chance of a long-term success. So I spend about a thousand dollars per product per SKU on average between product photography and lifestyle. But that also gives me, keep in mind, that's not just for Amazon. I mean, it gives me all my images for Facebook ads, images for my own website. Uh, it you know, gives me a lot of diversity. You get video as well, right? While yeah. you're out there? Yeah, I do video as well. Yeah, so that's pretty awesome. Okay, cool. You know, I jumped uh, I jumped around a little bit. Earlier, we were talking about the numbers. Um, people might be curious. They, it's the number one question people ask me when I post my numbers is, what was your net? So I talked about my numbers. In case you guys haven't seen, um, I post uh, a breakdown of my 2016 numbers and my December numbers because I was over 400 grand in December in sales. But that's over at the helium10.com forward slash blog website. Go check that out. But Kevin, what uh, what were your margins? Where would you net well, my, out all that? Well, my Amazon FBA you know, is lower than yours. It was about 1.2 million, and I spent about 102,000 in uh, Amazon PPC. Uh, and my, according to Hello Profit, which is what I use to, to kind of keep an eye on everything, I'm at about 21% margin after you factor in all the returns and PPC costs and and everything, cost of goods, uh, shipping in, all that kind of stuff for last year. So it's a, about 21% on that, which is. I like to get that a little bit higher. I had, I, like you, I was spending quite a bit on pay-per-click at the beginning of the year, and I've kind of dialed that back a little bit and modified the way I approach it. Cool. I always tell people when they, they say, well, doesn't uh, 20% seem a little low? And I'm like, you know what? Actually, when you're when you're at scale and you're pushing this stuff out and you're being aggressive with with marketing and stuff, it's not. Uh, it's actually pretty solid. I think it's pretty solid. I've never had a 50% 50, 50 uh, margins like some people have claimed. I just can't get there. 
I mean, I spent twenty nine grand, twenty nine thousand, see here, twenty nine thousand five thirty four on Facebook ads last year, you know, too. So I mean, in fact, that's I have that factored in. Yeah. So, and I spent you know quite a bit on product photography, and so you know, it, it's all it's all added in there. Uh, yeah. In that, in that, so you know, I'm spending extra money on product photography. That's that's included, you know, in that bottom line. Cool. So you, uh, you, I guess one of the super awesome things that you got this year, we, we laugh about it and we're always joking about it, um, is you got this huge loan from from Amazon. Um, did you have anything that went terribly wrong that that stands out? Yeah, I had a, one of my top selling products from last year. I was doing about fifteen thousand. I think we might have talked about this before. Or maybe I talked about it on a different podcast. But I probably was doing about fifteen grand a day. Uh, last Christmas, year in December of 2015, and I ran out of stock on it, and so I got some more in uh, right before Super Bowl last year, and then uh, I had a competitor that actually reported me for the images. The, my main image was not actually a, a real ph- photograph; it was a, a 3D rendering. Uh, it looked pretty real, but it, you could tell. So they reported me, so it got taken off, and I got I fixed that pretty quick. But then I had 10 units go missing uh, in. Uh, I'd seen someone post on Facebook about this methodology to actually go in and get reimbursed for lost and damaged stuff. So I filed a claim with Amazon saying, look, you know, you, you have 10 units here missing. Uh, I sent you whatever it was, 500, and you only checked in 490. So can you give me these 10? Well, Amazon immediately suspended the listing. I'd done this for other things and never had a problem. But they immediately suspended a listing for over 10 items, and it took me three weeks to get this listing back up. I called them and said, what's going on? I said, oh, we got to do a warehouse check. we got to go to two different warehouses, pull sample, count, whatever the hell they got to do. I said, well, screw it, man. I don't care. I don't care about those 10. Just get the damn thing back up. And like, we can't. we got to wait for these warehouses. And it took to report back. It took three weeks. So in that's three weeks, I killed all my velocity. You know, I didn't know about uh, that trick that Casey uh, from Viral Launches taught you know to close your listing at the time and so it just killed me um, and it took me through the summer and you know, I was selling five units a day six units a day it's just ridiculous I was like man I'm gonna be stuck with I had like three thousand of them in a warehouse I'm gonna be stuck with these things and <clears throat> it turns out that I was like I'm gonna give this another shot there's some software a software tool in conjunction with a, a couple other things I did in November, I just like I'm gonna give away a couple hundred of these and do some things, you know, all above board, nothing black hat, nothing gray hat, just all above board, to try to juice the algorithm a little bit. And that's one of the things you know we might be talking about in in the Illuminati Mastermind, and it worked. You know, I spent probably three, or, probably lost about five grand doing this promotion. Um, but in the end, in December, that thing sold like hotcakes. It it jumped in the it's in the electronics category to like number 292. And bestseller, no, it hit 195, 100, 195 bestseller rank until I sold out. I completely wiped them out, and so that was a that was a good recovery. You know, I thought I had a dead product, and I was like, what am I going to do with all this tens of thousands of dollars in inventory? And uh, I was able to turn it around and uh, blow it out. So that December, was a, December was probably um, hmm. if it was anything like mine, would you say hmm. it exceeded your expectations in terms of the amount of of sales volume? No, I would say it was about what I expected. Really, I, you're a I good did, planner. <laughs> I did. I did run out of three items, and I mean, I, we didn't talk about this. Uh, we, I know you. Last year, when you first started the podcast, you're, you're famous for saying, "I want to make 250 grand in 2016," and you, you've blown that out of the water. But I want to know what 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 you're on. What you want to do this year? I want you. To, I want to do this year. I want to do four million. That's my target. I want to get to uh, 300 thousand a month uh, by April. 
And then my target on Amazon FBA alone this year is, is $4 million. So what are you trying to get to this year on, on Amazon? So I've already posted in our, our Facebook group. Um, by the way, if you're listening to this and you're not part of our Facebook group, uh, join. There's over 15,000 sellers in there, uh, Amazon sellers. And it's uh, just go to Facebook and type in um, FBA High Rollers or go to our ampmpodcast.com forward slash Facebook uh, page and that will forward you. But to answer your question, Kevin, I want to 3X my... 2016 numbers. So if I'm at 1.6, that would put me at 4.8. I like to be somewhere between two and three X. Three X is like the goal. Like, man, I want to hit that. But I'm kind of, I'm starting off slow this year because I've got all of this inventory that, um, you know, it's going to take a little while to get here. Uh, my sales are, are pretty solid right now. I ran out of inventory uh, in Christmas. Uh, my sales were, were higher than I thought they would be. So I, I did run out. Um, but I've got, you know, you, you know this. At the end of the year, I got, you know, a loan uh, from Upfund. And I've got a loan from Amazon. And I got a little personal loan that I, I threw in there. And I got some stuff from Payability. And so I've got all these funds. So now I want to get all these new products that I've been holding off on because I just couldn't fund the whole thing. And um, all that stuff isn't going to come in until probably the end of February, I guess. Maybe even the beginning of March. So I don't see a big uplift in my revenues over where I'm currently at until probably Q2. And then I think from there, it's going to ramp up. But yeah, I'd like to see 4.8. 4.8. That would be That's a good. sweet goal. Yeah. So I'm, we're, we're pretty close. We're both, we both want to be in that 4 million range cool. on Amazon, on Amazon specifically. Yeah. So anyways, we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, you had mentioned earlier, uh, uh, you know, the, the little trick that uh, I learned from Casey Goss. Um, Casey's a good friend of mine as well. He's, he's always got some ninja stuff that he's, uh, he's discovering and stuff. He's got so much data to work with and cool guy. But um, he and I were both talking about canonicals and, and how to um, adjust them and if there was a way to manipulate them. And at the time we were talking, we were both researching this. And, uh, you know, I was doing different things. He was doing different things. And he actually beat me to it, okay, which, which is cool. It's great. Um, he figured out how to adjust the canonical. And for those of you that don't know what the canonical URL is, it's basically where the URL for Amazon has your keywords um, one after another uh, in, in the, the URL, okay? And that's supposed to help you with SEO uh, on Google and things like that, right? So people can actually do a search for a product, you pop up, and uh, then they click it and they go right to your, your page on Amazon. Now, if you don't adjust your canonical, if you're not going in there and controlling it, then Amazon just randomly grabs words out of your title and then you might have just a weird canonical, right? That's what the majority of almost every every listing out there has. So he discovered something that's pretty cool, which is essentially if you put a hyphen in your title, right? If your title, if you're selling, you know, um, uh, let's say it's uh, mugs and you say, uh, you know, uh, aluminum, blah, 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 what, what, aluminum mugs uh, for dogs as an example. And then you put a dash. Um, then those words right there before the dash up to five words is actually going to show up as your canonical. It takes usually about three to five days for, for Amazon to update. Sometimes it's faster. Sometimes it takes longer. But um, yeah, it's a really cool tactic for doing it. Um, I, I, it, I can attest it does work. I went and changed a bunch of mine because uh, I've been trying to figure this out too of how, how to control that because it makes a difference for Google. Uh, it doesn't make really a difference a little bit. Maybe the, the science is out, whether it helps your conversions on Amazon or not. It's hard to say. Uh, I think Casey's trying to figure that out if it does, but it definitely helps on the SEO uh, coming from Google and other places uh, to have those, those first five really strong keywords um, in that canon 
I can never say the word. Canonical, canonical. canonical. Yeah. yeah. Oh, here's here's some other stuff that we've uh, figured out, and I think Casey did as well. Um, if you're only using four words instead of five before your hype, because I have a lot of, I mean, I think that's how a lot of people do stuff. They'll say, you know, I've got uh, blue uh, running shoes dash extra large dash or whatever, right? Um, if you don't have five keywords before the dash, uh, before the hyphen, um, then Amazon is going to randomly pick other keywords from your title to stick in after after the end, uh, whichever ones you have in there, okay? So uh, just make sure uh, you try to get at, you get your, those five. If you have more than five before the hyphen, then I believe there, uh, Amazon's gonna take the first three words and then it's gonna throw in some random words on the end. So I always uh, shoot for five at this point. Now I've been changing mine. So that's what it is, guys. Uh, Canonical, I think it's pretty important if you wanna get some organic traffic to your site from uh, from Google, right? A lot Google can send over a lot of stuff. And um, yeah, do it. Definitely check it out. Anything you wanna add on that, Kevin, or should we move on? No, I think you covered it. All right, cool. Let's talk about um, uh, Helper Reporter. That was something that you talked to me about. Have we, I don't think we've ever talked about this on the, on the podcast. It's pretty cool. You wanna talk about that? Yeah, it's a pretty cool tactic uh, that I recommend to a lot of people. Um, I used it over the Christmas holidays with some pretty good success. Uh, but it, it's a website. It's H-A-R-O for short or help a reporter out. And what it is is all these reporters, uh, it's everything from reporters for, for the New York, New York Times to Vanity Fair to individual bloggers that are on there. And when they need a source for something – They'll reach out. And so it, it's everything from, hey, I need a, a doctor who who's knowledgeable about uh, brain cancer, you know, for an article to, uh, you know, looking for experts on this subject. Or I need someone who has high credit card debt. We're, we're doing a story on people who have a lot of credit card debt and we're looking for people to interview. So they, they, they use it as a, as a sourcing mechanism. But uh, part of it, what you find on there is people use it for gift guides. So you have a lot of uh, everything from the major media to individual bloggers that might have 140, 150,000 unique visitors a month saying, hey, I'm putting together a gift, a Christmas gift guide. Um, I'm looking for gifts, you know, ideas uh, for electronics or for pets or for or what have you. And so I started using that in November. I created some basic templates um, with some of my products. You know, so I just cut and paste real quick. And you get three emails a day if you sign up. It's free to sign up for the service. So you can sign up for free and you get like a digest three times a day. And you want to respond pretty quickly to it because there's a lot of other people that are getting the same digest. So you want to respond quickly. And some of them have kind of tight deadlines. You know, you got to answer by tonight or by tomorrow because we got to go to press on this. Um, or you can pay money uh, if you don't want to do the free version. And you can actually target keywords. So if you have a you know, a certain keyword you're looking for, you know, coffee mug or whatever. Anytime the word coffee mugs mentioned, it'll tell you here's who's looking for something about coffee mugs. Um, I've even been, there's people that I, I was on a podcast from uh, an Amazon podcast from England. Some guy was doing a business podcast and was looking for guests and said, I'm looking for people that, you know, that have experience on Amazon. And I replied to him and ended up doing his show over in, uh, over in England. <clears throat> so <clears throat> what you want to do is look for these guys that have the gift guides. It's not just Christmas. I mean, I thought that when I signed up, it would be just for the holidays. But I'm seeing now, just uh, yesterday, you know, people are looking for, they're doing a, a baby uh, baby gift guy, you know, for people who have new babies. So if you have baby products, you could send it into them. Or there's people doing it for Valentine's. There's like a Reader's Digest, in fact, just came across, uh, I think, uh, this morning, saying, uh, you know, we're putting together a, a, a gift guide for Valentine's. You know, we're looking for suggestions of, of items. And so if you've got products that are gift gift kind of products, I would highly recommend you go sign up for Helper Reporter out 
and see uh, you, you could get some free free publicity uh, out of it. I mean, some of these people are requiring that you send a sample. Uh, you know, that's kind of like their payment or whatever. And some of them don't care. You know, they just want to link to your Amazon page, and they'll basically just take your description um, or whatever you write to them and use it. And some of them are doing really full blown reviews. And so I'm finding it to be actually easier than having to go out and use Thomason or some of these other places and actually try to find people, you know, or go reaching out to some other influencers uh, and trying to find them and convince them. These people are already looking. And so all you got to do is stand in front of them and say, here you go. Here's what you want. And I'm saying probably 80 percent of the people that I submit to end up running something on me. So it's a pretty cool thing. That's what, 29 bucks a month? It's free. I'd use the free version. But oh, if really? you want to, okay. yeah, if you want to. Uh, you can pay. I mean, they they have a couple other plans. I think the one's twenty bucks, and it goes up from there. If you want a little bit more fine tuning, or you want to get the emails first, you know, you pay a premium. If you want to get an advance on everybody else before the the digest goes out or something, or if you want to target keywords, I think it's nineteen ninety five a month. If, so you, they only instead of showing you because every email has about eighty things in it, broken up by categories. And so if you don't want to have time to mess with that, um, or don't have a VA that can mess with it for you, you might want to use the paid service, but for 20 bucks a month, I mean, you can uh, get some, some additional traffic, outside traffic pointing into Amazon or to your site or to wherever. And it, I, I found it to be very, very useful and very good. Yeah. Yeah. It was something pretty cool. And I, I haven't, I have not actually used uh, that service, but when we were talking about it, I'm like, this is going to be one of the things that I implement um, right away sometime. Hopefully um, I'm, I think next month, once I get my VA going on, on a few more things, um, speaking of which, um, in case anybody's curious, there's a there's a website called OpenTest.co. OpenTest, and it's a cool video tool. Um, it's a Google Chrome plugin, and you can just click it, and you can immediately start recording tabs or the entire screen. And you can it's got your webcam. You can drag your face around and move it around, and you can it's it's just super effective for communicating with VAs and also communicating um, with your supplier in China if you need to to uh, really explain something in detail if you're trying to uh, maybe create something that's new. Right, you're doing bundles, you're doing whatever. I think it's cool. Uh, a lot of people don't know about it. OpenTest.co. Um, it's it does a lot more than what I just described. So definitely check it out. Uh, they have a free version, and I think they do like Dropbox did initially, which is if you refer people to their service, then um, you'll get you'll get better. I guess better upgrades or, or more more uses and more things that you can do. Um, I'm not giving you guys any special link. Just go directly there, OpenTest.co, um, and check it out. Dealing with the suppliers, Kevin. Um, I want to talk about agreements, okay? Contracts, uh, PIs, POs, whatever you want to call the different things. Um, let's talk about what you have uh, put on them, what you what you actually have your suppliers, um, what they're responsible for, um, that kind of thing. Sure. For, first uh, of all, let me ask you, do you do, you do PIs, POs? What, what do you, do you no, I, don't, I don't do any POs. I don't have any POs, official POs that I issue. I don't have a contract that they have to sign. I have them do it. Them, I have them do it. The PI, you know, it's usually an Excel spreadsheet or a PDF that they send over. So I have them create it. I always make sure that every pictures of every part are included. You know, the box, the, the every part uh, is included in there. Um, I m put terms on there that I, I let them know up front that I will be doing an independent inspection. And if the inspection fails, they have to pay for a reinspection. And I define what what is considered a failure, which is uh, it depends on the sample size, but typically it's 10, 10 minor uh, defects or uh, three major, I think is uh, what I, I usually go. So if it exceeds that, they have to fix the problems in, in the entire shipment, not just the ones that the inspector found, uh, and then 
pay for the reinspection. I always add extra parts. So if uh, I, I usually have nice gift boxes or some sort of packaging, it's not just poly bags. Or, or even if you, you know, some of you guys that do poly bags, maybe they're printing labels for you. You know, you could you could do it with just labels. But I have them include fifty to hundred extra box uh, boxes or or whatever the packaging is. Um, as I make them, sometimes they try to charge me for it, but I usually make them throw it in. If there's any kind of parts, I make them supply extras of all those parts, uh, so that when I, if I have a problem on on Amazon, you know, I don't have to send a whole new unit. I can just send that missing parts, which could be everything from the instruction sheets um, that I put in to you know, little little pieces. Um, yeah, and that's super important. We we do the same thing. We have a product, um, and the number one issue, um, it, it happens to be an electronic product, and for whatever reason, either people aren't plug it in right or it's actually defective i don't know but they'll say that the uh, power adapter just doesn't work so we used to back in the day just say well contact amazon and they'll they'll send you out a new one and they gotta you gotta do the whole refund thing and then you start accumulating all these units um you know because i don't have any of my units go back into circulation i have amazon uh hold all those and then i have them shipped out to me but i started realizing man what a waste right because it, i'm selling these 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 units for over $40 and it's for a, a $2 power adapter. So I did exactly what you do. Get some supplies in, get a bunch, you know, get 50 to 100 of these adapters. And if anybody has a problem, we just, we throw it into like a little baggie, ship it off to them. They're super happy. It costs us a few bucks and um, we've, we've solved that issue. And you can also, um, and I think I'm pretty sure you do this, when you get all of those used units that people will send back, they refund them, right? And Amazon has this. So you get 50 units back in a month or whatever the number is, you can start salvaging those parts. Um, and if anything works well or is useful, then you can use those uh, for that inventory as well, right? Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, I do I do that as well. That's cool. One thing I don't do, I don't do the boxes. You, you get the extra boxes. That's pretty smart because it's going to have your brand and your logo and everything already on it. Um, or you can, even if you're not getting boxes, you could just get extra labels. You know, I make my supplier for some of my dog stuff. Some of that stuff is not in a real big box, but there's a special label that's on it. I make them send me, you know, some sheets of those labels so that if something gets damaged, you know, in shipment on its way or, or like you said, something comes back to, you know, sometimes a customer orders something and they don't even open the box. They just send it back. But when the box comes back, you know, they didn't bother to put it back in the Amazon box and ship it back to Amazon. It's got stickers and labels and all kinds of crap on the outside of the box that you just, and so I'll just, but the box has never been opened. It's still a new product. So I'll actually just replace the box and put all the unused, you know, new stuff in, in that box and it goes right back into inventory. And so that say, ends up saving me thousands of dollars a year um, just doing that. And then, I, like, I don't make my customers, if they contact me directly, I don't make them return, contact Amazon. I'd rather they not contact Amazon because I don't want that return showing up on my, on my record. So I will actually tell them if a customer contacts me directly, I'll say, don't worry about the hassle going to the post office and sending this back. I'll send you a, a new one or a new part or whatever right away. And they usually, they're shocked that I don't even want it back. I don't care, even if it's a $50 item. And if, if I think they're scamming me, I might ask for it back. But in most, case, most cases, I don't. And I offer lifetime. lifetime. The only one I do is, is I, I do have a, a product where dogs can chew it uh, if they then destroy it. And so I do actually say that, uh, you know, if your dog, I offer a lifetime guarantee. If your dog chews this and destroys it, just send me a picture and I'll send you a brand new one for life. And so I do, you know, I use parts for that too. And it works, it works really good. 
I want to back you up 100% on that. That's exactly what we do now. We didn't start doing this until just recently, the last few months, um, mainly because I was doing it myself. It was one of those things that I'm like, well, if I have time today, you know, I'll try to spend 15 minutes to to deal with customers uh, on that specific uh, scenario, whatever it is. You know, they say, oh, um, there's a little crack or the power adapter doesn't work. And I was just like, Ugh, deal with Amazon. But now, you know, my brother's helping me out. We, if there's ever an issue, just like you just said, um, we will just send them a new thing, uh, a new unit, whatever it is. You know what? Keep that one. Use it for spare parts, whatever you want. We've got a new one on the way. It'll be out tomorrow morning. And then we don't deal with, with they don't have to deal with Amazon and they love it, right? And it also, because of that, it doesn't get, uh, doesn't show up in your metrics as a return or a refund, which actually helps your account, um, your, your whole health of the account. Occasionally you'll get a customer that rips you off. Sometimes it's straight up rip off. Sometimes it's miscommunication, but they'll still send it back. And you'll, so they ended up, you know, getting their money back and keeping your eye on, but it's so small. I don't worry about it. Um, it really, yeah. I mean, you got to think about it. Like if we're doing out of 300 units that we ship or 400 units, maybe we have one that that's like that. So it's just a cost of doing business. Hopefully you've got your, your profit margins are, are set up in a way that you can uh, account for that. If not, you probably need to get into a different, I don't know, different product or you got to, you got to adjust some things, but yeah, it's, I think customer service is huge. You got to make sure everybody's happy. They're going to leave you a, a five-star review and we've all been there where, you know, a one-star review affects sales. Even if you can get that thing pushed down off your listing, if it's on there at the top, uh, you know, it was one of the most recent reviews and it's on there for even a couple hours, especially if you have a high volume um, product listing, you know, where you're doing a hundred units a day, that could kill five, 10, 15 orders that day until it gets pushed down enough uh, to where it's off. So you might not think it's that, that big of a deal, but I mean, why not refund and help a customer out if it's going to save 10 orders? It's the way I look at it. Yeah. Another thing that's really important too, I think a lot of people don't do, since I have my factories issue the, the PIs and to me, and, and we, we just talked about some of the things I make them put on there, but I also make sure that it has that Chinese chop. That's, uh, I don't know if you guys, any of you guys have seen that, but it's usually like, it's usually in red ink, not always, but usually in red ink, it looks like a little seal that's like stamped on the invoice. In China, uh, the signature is not the same as the signature in the United States. In China, every company is required to have one of these seals, and they have different seals. Some are for like human resources, some are for like contracts, some are for legal documents, some are for financial documents, but they're, they're really hard to duplicate. And it's required by law that every company have this. And if that seal is on there, that's basically the equivalent of our signature on a document here. So all of my invoices that come over, I insist, uh, you know, from my factories, I insist that it have the seal uh, stamped on there, you know, before they stamp it and scan it in. Uh, because if there's a problem, and I just had this happen with one of my products in the kitchen category, uh, where it... It failed the inspection. And by the way, I do inspections always. Some people say just do your first or second order. I say bullshit to that. You're dealing with the Chinese. You have to remember that, after, especially after Chinese New Year, we're coming up here. Uh, most of these factories, the worker turnover change, completely changes after Chinese New Year. A lot of the workers that leave for, and go back to their, their homes, they don't come back. So you have a whole new crew of people working on these factories uh, here in February and March that haven't been doing this for a year. And so I do inspections. I don't care if it's my 10th order. I do do an inspection because I still find problems all, all the way down, even with good factories. Um, and so I had a problem recently in December with one of my products, early December, where the, it failed. This is the second order, and it failed inspection. Uh, and I had to fight with the factory. They didn't want – they said they fixed the ones the inspector found. I said, that's not good enough. you got to go open every box, you know, all several thousand of them. 
and fix this problem and repackage them, and you got to pay for the reinspection again. And they fought me on it. And I'm like, no, 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 this is the inspector's being ridiculous. Look, you know, I showed them the pictures from the inspection report. They're like, look, that scratch is kind of small. You know, no one's ever, it doesn't affect the functionality of the unit. And, you know, it still works. And who cares? I said, no, I care. And Amazon cares, and my customers care. And I don't, it looks like it's being sold as used. I have another product that has metal in it. And sometimes, you know, I don't know where this stuff's been sitting. These little metal bars might have been sitting on the floor or outside or who knows what, but they oxidize. And so they get, they look like, you know, they, they've been in the, sitting in the sun for weeks or something and they put them in my box. And so I have inspection people check for that. And I had another company recently that uh, too many of them had this little oxidation on them. And so they had to open them up and fix it all. That factory voluntarily did it really quick. Uh, but they sent me pictures. They're like, look, you know, we're going to, we're your, we, we like you, we like your business. So we're look at all these pictures of our factory, these boxes lined up all the way down the factory, we've opened everything, we're fixing it. And they got reinspected. So it's critical, and, and because that stamp was on there, back to the first story, the one in early December, I was able to hold them to the fire. If that stamp had not been on there, uh, they may not have been as willing you know, to honor it, because I told them, you could keep the deposit. I said, screw it, you know, I don't care about the 30% deposit, keep it. Uh, and they're like, well, they threatened me, like, well, we're gonna, sell these to somebody else or whatever, just change the packaging. I said, go for it. Do it. I don't care. And I'll go put you on, if I have to, I'll put you on. There's a list out there for Amazon sellers. There's a website where you can actually go to that has all the bad suppliers. Uh, it's, a, it's a directory. You know, you can vet. I said, I'll, I'm going to put you on that bad supplier list. And, uh, and they're like, don't threaten us, blah, blah, blah. But because of that stamp, and in China, it's so important to maintain face. They, in the end, they came back and said, okay, we will fix it. We will do everything we said for the contract. And so they did that. They paid for the reinspection. It passed. Uh, you know, they tried to tell me stuff. You know, these inspectors, we wouldn't pay them the bribe. You know, some of these inspectors, they, you know, they're used to getting a little extra cash to make it pass. I, I, I emailed this factory's response, and they're like, no, this is absolutely not true. We don't take it. We pride ourselves on the integrity and blah, blah, blah. So they're just trying to say everything they could to get out of it. Because they lose money on the deal. You know, if I haven't opened back up, they probably lost some money on it. But I don't care. It's my reputation on Amazon. And for whatever I paid, you know, and I think it's six or $7,000 was the 30% down on this. Um, I was willing to lose that money because I don't want those to come in, go into Amazon, have issues. It hurts that part of gets suspended or it hurts my reputation or I got to recall them all from Amazon. It's cheaper just to lose the money and say, screw it. Um, but in the end, it all worked out. And that's because I have that tight PI with the stamp on it. And I would take it one step further um, that with my suppliers, one of the things that I do, and I actually have it also on the PI, at the, it's on every single one, um, in addition to reinspection fees being covered, I state that any uh, damaged units, any defective units that our customers actually get, because the inspection company isn't going to catch everything, right? They're, they're just randomly picking stuff. But if we, we maintain a list, and if Amazon says that something was returned because it was damaged or it was malfunctioning, um, we make that, we maintain that list and we send that to our, our supplier every single month, and they'll credit us. Um, for those units and it's kind of cool initially they fought us on that and that was partly our fault because we waited many many months before we gave them a list and it was like holy crap why why are there so many units and we're like oh that's four months worth of of product or whatever the amount was i don't remember how many months but now we do it on a monthly basis and they just say okay you know what you have 22 units we'll we'll credit those we'll actually throw in an extra 22 units on the next order so that, that has worked out really well they'll fight you on it but if you don't ask you won't get it and i wanted to ask kevin when you're dealing 
um, with a supplier like that where it's getting kind of nasty and you're like, you know what, you're trying to walk away, keep my money and don't, they're saying, don't threaten us because I've never been in that scenario um, where I've actually done business with people. I've had that during the negotiation processes, but I mean, are you still doing business with them? Does that hurt your relationship at all? Well, I haven't. This this was the second order from this factory, so I don't know if I'll reorder again. I mean, we'll see how this. They've completely changed their tune. I mean, I have had another problem with another supplier where, because like we talked at the beginning, I spend a lot of my lifestyle pictures. Um, they were stealing my pictures. They were taking the pictures off my box and off my artwork and everything, and using it all over China uh, on Chinese websites and stuff to advertise and I caught them. They had it even on their own factory website. I'm like, look dudes, this, this is my images. I didn't give you permission. You have to take these off. And they immediately took them off. And I said, as a result, you also got to give me a discount on the next order. And and they end up do, doing that. I and mean, it's a good factory. I've ordered from them like nine times. And it, it could have been an honest mistake, but I, I don't think so. Um, but yeah, you, you got to watch them, man. I mean, this you, this is not <laughs> this is not your friend down the street that you can trust. You know, it's just, the Chinese will cut corners everywhere they can, and they'll say, as you guys all know with the hijackers and the people that come on your listing, and I have people now, they steal my photos. I have a makeup product um, that people come in, and my lifestyle photos are good. They steal my photos. They Photoshop in their product into my model's hand and then put it up on Amazon, and I shut them down. You know, I, I threaten them uh, to say, this image isn't yours, you know, and if you don't take this down within 24 hours, your account's subject to being shut down. And I'm pretty stern with them, and they take it down. So it's a constant thing. You got you got to always be on your toes and protect yourself. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Well, awesome information, guys. Um, you know, it's funny, Kevin. We were talking about, you know, we're like, let's just do a 30-minute podcast, and then you, you <laughs> laughed. You're like, you know what? If it's me and you talking, this is going to go an hour. <laughs> yeah. So we're we're uh, we're three quarters of the way there. But um, I wanted to um, uh, talk about a couple of things. We talked about the inspection company, which is cool. I want to. We're going to get into more uh, about that. There's certain things that that is pretty interesting, um, and we're going to be talking uh, specifically about those things on the webinar uh, for the Illuminati Mastermind guys. Okay. Um, if you, if you haven't done this yet, you know, if you haven't paused the podcast and gone over, definitely do it. Go to uh, the website, IlluminatiMastermind.com and sign up. Um, and that's the early bird notification. You can also go to AMPMPodcast.com forward slash mastermind. And, um, but before we, we end this, I want to talk about one last thing, Kevin, because you and I, were ta- we, we talked, man, I think we probably talked for about an hour just on this one subject. Um, there's a source, right? There's a, a, specific, a specific thing you can do um, where we've discovered how to determine whether we're getting the best rate that we're getting from our suppliers. And in my case and in your case, we found out that even though we were, I mean, we could have bet on it, like almost 99.9% sure that we were getting the absolute best rate that we could possibly get. We found out, holy crap, we're not getting the best rate. And we, in fact, are pay- oh, way overpaying. And we found a way to determine that and can then source at a much better rate and save a lot of money. And this is kind of what I alluded to earlier in the podcast where I said, this is something that's probably going to save me based on my numbers, my calculations, right around at least $100,000 um, over the course of 2017. Yeah, it's funny you say that because I just told the story about this one company that was using my images. And that's how I kind of stumbled upon this uh, this this little trick that's probably saved me thirty to fifty grand this year alone, at least. I, I, I this year or for 2016? Uh, sorry, 2016. And also, obviously, it'll save me for this year even more because going forward, every order is at a cheaper price. But 
as a, as I when I this company was using my images, I discovered this the source uh, where they were selling the product at a price that was cheaper than direct to consumer price that was cheaper than what they're selling it to me in the U.S. Uh, and I figured out a way to actually go in and and do some things here and figure out what they're doing. And I approached my supplier about it and said, "Hey, look, you know, you're selling these these to me at at six dollars and fifty cents a unit." You're selling it direct to consumers in, in China, a similar product. It's not my product, but it's a similar product, a, a, the basic exact same product in different packaging, um, private label product at, at $3.75 or something like that. And I'm like, this is bullshit. You know, you, you need to come down and give me $3.75. Uh, if you want me to keep reordering from it, you got to match this price. Well, they immediately fired back and said, look, you know, that's – that price, uh, we're so sorry. Thank you for your kind email. We value your business. You're a trusted customer, blah, blah, blah. Um, that, the price we sell here directly doesn't include the fancy gift box you know, with the four colors. It doesn't include the instruction sheet. Uh, there's an 11% VAT tax we have to pay on everything that leaves China, um, blah, blah, blah. So we'll come back and you know, instead of 650 a unit, we'll give them to you for 550 a unit. And I said, no, no, that's that's not going to work. Okay, I understand the box is different. And, okay, I'll, I'll go up from the 375. That makes sense, but I'm not coming to that. So we we went back and forth, back and forth. And we ended up at about five bucks, um, which I thought was fair. But that five bucks on that one order, I think it was an, a reorder, and I was ordering like 840 pieces or something on that particular one order. But that re, just that fact, this way to do this, uh, saved me $1,260 on that one order. That's a small order. And I've done that now on orders where I'm ordering 3,000, 5,000 units, and it's saving me money. Uh, it doesn't work every single time because sometimes there is, they're not selling it direct. But it's a great way to actually negotiate with your suppliers and save thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. Uh, and without no, don't say don't say too much now because we're going to be <laughs> we're I, I I'm ma- I'm making an executive decision here, Kevin. We're gonna we're gonna talk about this on the webinar. Are you cool with that? Uh, this is, this is gotta, the one thing we did. I was excited to tell him, man, because this is like a freaking. I mean, it's like when I told you, you're like, holy shit! You're like, what? You went and looked at it and started. Wait, you didn't tell me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're like, holy shit! Yeah, <laughs> so, I, I like that story. That's a no, good story. It, no, it's it's. It's amazing. I mean, and I, I think everybody should do it. And, and, you know, they always say you get the best prices if you go to China and do Guangzhou and meet them in person and go to Iwu, go to Canton. And, and that may be true. Um, but this is the next best thing. And it's way better than going to Alibaba or somewhere else or even negotiating on your own. You have a baseline. And it's, it's a really cool technique to, to really get your prices in. If you're doing serious volume, you know, if you're doing six figures or more a year on Amazon, this is uh, it, this is a pretty incredible thing. Yeah, it's just crazy. I, I haven't been using it uh, last year because I really didn't know about it until it was too late. And now I use it for everything, and it's going to be, uh, dude. Like I said, it's gonna it's gonna save me over a hundred grand, easy at least. Okay, at least that's that's if I only hit my two X level uh, goal that I'm shooting for, most likely. But we're gonna talk about that on the webinar, guys, um, and we're gonna. We're going to give some details on there. Uh, so definitely check that out. you got to go sign up, okay? And it's going to be limited. Um, I think our account uh, for the webinars was 500. We might increase it, I think, uh, to 1,000. Uh, I think we've got to pay to upgrade that, but um, I'm pretty sure we're going to be we're going to be maxed out on that. Yeah, I'll show, I'll, show, I'll show my pictures if you want me to, man. I'll show my the letter I got from my supplier and the ex- specific example if you want me to on yeah, the webinar. Yeah, 
Absolutely. I think that would be fantastic. So the, the information that we're going to be talking on the Illuminati uh, Mastermind webinar um, is going to be amazing. Okay. We, we're going to go over, we're going to go over some of the stuff we already talked about here because obviously the podcast, um, the people that listen to this podcast, um, there's some crossover, but it's different than the people that are using, let's say, uh, our Helium 10 tools or that are in our Facebook group or that are coming from specific ads that we're going to be running. So um, we're going to cover some of the th- same things, um, but we've got a lot of new content that we're going to hit. And I think you guys are going to be blown away at uh, what we're going to be pulling the covers off of and, and talking about at the end of this webinar. Okay. Uh, it's going to be really cool. So Kevin, that said, anything else you want to add? No, man. <clears throat> it's, it's Friday, man. It's time to go have a beer. I, I got to edit this thing and get it out. That's that's your problem, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> Come on now. So um, yeah, guys, check it out again. Go to ampmpodcast.com forward slash mastermind or just go to illuminatimastermind.com and um, we're going to also post a link in the show notes so uh, you can go and take a look at that and click it and guys, please join us. Uh, me and Kevin are going to be on there. Guillermo's going to be joining us. What day was that again? That's going to be uh, Tuesday. It's not next week. Well, we're releasing this Friday depending on when you're actually listening to it. It's going to be Tuesday the 24th of January. And it's during the daytime in the US, right? So it's a good hour. Yeah, what was the time? Uh, you know what? I'm I think it was like eleven it. Pacific or something like that. But the website will have it. But yeah, it's. I think it's like around eleven Pacific. I think on the yeah. You, can you tell like we haven't prepared for this, huh? Just like, let's just do a podcast. Are, are you free? Yeah, you're free. Yeah, let's do one. That sounds cool. Um, so anyways, guys, yeah, I believe it is going to be at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Um, so uh, just go sign up. Get on the early bird notification right now um, if you're listening to this. And um, we'll see you there because it's going to be insane. Really good. The best the best thing that uh, I, I've done yet in regards to. Whoa, sorry about that, guys, for the abrupt stop there. It looks like the audio stopped right at the end before we finished there. But anyways, you got the gist of it. Uh, We have a fantastic mastermind that is going to be starting in just over a week. You've got to get on the early bird notification. We're going to be sending out some emails with some really cool content between now and then. And guys, trust me when I say that the content that we're going to be discussing and the mastermind that you're going to be able to join is going to be incredible. I mean, really, really incredible. We're going to be offering something uh, on the webinar. Okay, so I want to be upfront with that. There is going to be uh, something that you can pay to get into. It's not going to be cheap. It's not going to be for everybody. It's going to be a very small elite group. It's going to be for people that are most likely doing six, seven, eight figures already. Uh, You're going to be networking and rubbing elbows with these people on a regular basis, including myself, including Kevin. So for all of those people that have said, hey, hey, you know what, Manny, do you have any, uh, can you do one-on-one consultations or do you have any high-end training? This is going to be it. Make sure you get in there. Uh, I know there's a ton of courses out there, right? There's a lot of them and the majority of them are going to be basic, uh, you know, general uh, newbie or beginner stuff, which is great. There's a lot of people that are jumping into this and those courses are fantastic. And I hope to start endorsing and recommending some of those in the near future um, outside of our, our podcasts, which are free. But this is going to be taking it to a next to the next level it's going to be really really cool so guys do me a favor right now go over to our our website okay illuminatimastermind.com by the way if you want me to spell that out it's there's so many different misspellings for it it's i l l u m i n a t i mastermind 
Illuminati.com. Illuminati. I hope I got that right. Man, that would be embarrassing if I missed it. But uh, the easiest way, if you don't want to mess it up, is to go to our, our podcast website. And that's ampmpodcast.com forward slash mastermind. And again, it's going to be in the show notes, but man, I hope I see you guys there. Um, as I mentioned in the podcast uh, a little bit earlier, um, there uh, normally we have a 500 member limit, right? Uh, a webinar attendance. Uh, that's what our plan calls for. People always say, oh, you can get more people in. No, that's what it is. You know, it's 500 max unless you go to the next plan. So we're going to do that. We're going to, I believe Guy is automatically going to go to the bigger plan because we already have a pretty good amount of people that have signed up just off of me uh, sort of mentioning it uh, last week in a podcast. So uh, now that this is going out and then as soon as we start mailing all of our members, uh, we've got a big list. Um, it's it's going to get full. It's going to be pretty awesome. I can't wait to divulge what we want to talk about and what's going to be happening and where we're going to be meeting in the world and it's going to be cool. So, all right, that's it guys. I'll talk to you guys next time. You've been listening to the AMPM podcast hosted by Manny Coates. For more information, insider tools, and to get the resources mentioned in this episode, visit ampmpodcast.com.